Podcast Answer Man, episode number 400. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Hyatt from This Is Your Life and MichaelHyatt.com. You're listening to the man who has trained more people to podcast than anyone else on the planet. My friend Cliff Ravenscraft, he is the podcast answer man. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the podcast answer man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft and this my friends is the podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business and your life to the next level. That's right, my friends. It does not matter if you're brand new to this online content creating world we live in or if you've been creating content for many years, there's something we can all do to take everything we're doing in life to the next level. And that's right, my friends. Wow, I cannot believe it. Episode number 400. 400 of these things. Anyway, so excited to be here with you, and I felt like this episode needed to be special. Uh, Episode number 400 uh, is all about taking your message, your business, your life, whatever it is that you want to take to the next level, how do we get it there? And, well, obviously, here we are in episode number 400. This is a whole new level for me. Uh, I like to uh, celebrate milestones. I like to celebrate, you know, what's been behind looking back and seeing the the successes and failures that I've had in the past and looking to see how I've gotten to where I am today and whether or not what I've done in the past is it going to get me to where I need to go in the future. And to be honest with you, I don't do this alone. In fact, I am very blessed to have had the opportunity to do life with several people who have helped me along the way. And in this special episode of Podcast Answer Man, I want to bring up a topic that I've mentioned a couple times in previous episodes of Podcast Answer Man. In fact, back in episode number 246, I covered a lot of this stuff when I I announced the launch of the Podcast Mastermind, which is something I'll talk a little bit about in this episode. But instead of talking about an organization that I created or that I'm creating, I'm actually going to talk about what is a mastermind group and how you can form your very own and just how beneficial mastermind groups are. But today is is going to be mostly about what is a mastermind group, my experiences with mastermind groups, and what I can share with you to hopefully help you to successfully launch your very own mastermind group that's gonna help you take your message, your business, your life, or anything else that you want in your life to take it to the next level. So yeah, let's do that. First of all, the question is, what is a mastermind group? Now, you've probably heard my friend Dan Miller talk about this, my friend Pat Flynn, but if there are some of you out there who might not know who those guys are, which I'm sure that most of you do, but anyway, not everybody knows my friends Dan Miller and Pat Flynn and and uh, the fact that so many of, uh, of these friends of mine are out there talking about mastermind groups as well. I figure I'll give you a little bit of a primer. Uh, so first of all, the concept of the mastermind group 
was formally introduced by um, Napoleon Hill in his book called Think and Grow Rich, which, by the way, I absolutely love that book. In fact, I need to go back through and read it again. I'm, I'm absolutely certain of that. It's been many years since I read that book. But one of the things that um, I recall, one of the biggest takeaways from that book was this idea, the purpose of a mastermind. Now, Napoleon Hill defined it as a group that consists of two or more people who work in perfect harmony for the attainment of a definite purpose. I'm going to read that one more time. A group that consists of two or more people who work in perfect harmony for the attainment of a definite purpose. Now, rather than go on and on and tell you all the things that Napoleon Hill said about mastermind groups, I'm going to play for you a 5 minute and 47 second audio clip from Napoleon Hill who talked about the mastermind principle and some other principles of success when it comes to our mindset. And I think that talking about a positive mindset and avoiding um, our own negative things, feelings and thoughts that hold us back I think they're appropriate to talk about in here as well because, uh, well, when I talk to you about some of my suggestions of who you bring into your group, it's going to be important that you understand that these two things are related. So I'm going to sit back and take a break for a minute, and I'm going to let Napoleon Hill tell you about the mastermind principle, this principle of success. Napoleon, please take it away, my friend. This principle of success is called the mastermind principle. An understandable definition of the mastermind is this. It consists of two or more people who work in perfect harmony for the attainment of a definite purpose. Now, here are some interesting facts about the mastermind which uh, give you an idea of how important it is and how necessary that you embrace this principle and make use of it in attaining success in your chosen occupation. First of all, it is the principle through which you may borrow and use the education, the experience, the influence, and perhaps the capital of other people in carrying out your own plans in life. It is the principle through which you can accomplish in one year more than you could accomplish without it in a lifetime if you depended entirely upon your own efforts for success. And I have heard well-informed Bible students say that the first known application of the mastermind was that which existed between the Nazarene and his 12 disciples. Of one fact, I am absolutely sure. When you form a true mastermind alliance with others and uh, work with them in a spirit of perfect harmony, you can draw freely upon the spiritual forces within you in uh, carrying out your plans and desires. I also know that the mastermind principle can give you absolute protection against failure, provided always that your purpose is in using this principle is beneficial to all whom you influence. In my research while organizing the science of success, I had the collaboration of practically every outstanding successful man this country has produced during the past 50 years. And I can tell you definitely that their success was due in the main to their knowledge and application of the mastermind principle. I wish also to call your attention to the fact that our great American way of life and our unmatchable system of free enterprise have been built upon the mastermind principle. 
The greatest document ever conceived by the mind of man is a perfect example of the mastermind principle in action. It is the Declaration of Independence and the best evidence of the importance of maintaining perfect harmony in a mastermind alliance may be found in the fact that the 56 men who signed the Declaration of Independence knew full well that it might turn out to be either a license of freedom for all mankind or a death warrant which would cause each of the signers to be hanged. And you may be surprised when I tell you that the great Ford Industrial Empire started with the formation of a mastermind alliance between Henry Ford and his wife. At the beginning of his career, Henry Ford was shy and lacking in self-confidence. It was Mrs. Ford who inspired Henry Ford with the faith and the courage to go ahead with the perfection of his horseless carriage. Although his uh, relatives and uh, neighbors generally tried to discourage him from wasting his time with the contraption, as they called it. Well, in my association with the late Henry Ford, I recognized that he had thousands of people working for him who had much more education than he more magnetic personalities, more ability to make friends, and a much better chance of succeeding than Mr. Ford had when he was working for wages. But Mr. Ford had one simple quality the others who worked for him uh, did not possess, which made him the greatest industrialist this nation has ever produced. Right now, I want you to do three things before our next visit. First, decide definitely where you wish to be and what you wish to be doing during the next three years. And second, decide how much money you desire to be making and what you are going to do to earn it. And third, form a mastermind alliance with at least one person in your immediate family and at least one other person among those to whom you are selling your services. By taking these three steps, you will have gone a long way toward appropriating the great master key to success. There is no such thing as something for nothing. Everything, including your personal success, has a price that must be paid. Now, before you begin to take the three steps I have suggested, there is one important fact I wish to you to remember, and it is this. Control your mental attitude and make yourself friendly and agreeable with everyone with whom you are closely associated uh, if you expect friendly cooperation in return. Indifference cannot create a mastermind alliance for you. A negative mental attitude can bring you nothing but failure. Remember always, you are where you are and what you are because of your mental attitude in which you relate yourself to other people. Remember also, your mental attitude is the one and the only thing over which you have complete control. Success is something which has to be planned, and success is something which has to be earned in advance. True, there is such a thing as luck, but just remember that luck is something you can create for yourself if you know the rules and follow them just as I give them to you. Remember, too, that success in the higher brackets of achievement is something that can be had only by taking others along with you. And the best definition of success which I know is this. Success is the knowledge with which to get whatever you want from life without violating the rights of others and by helping others to acquire it. And just remember that your only real limitation is the one you accept and set up in your own mind. Alrighty, there you go, my friends. That's from the words, the mouth of Napoleon Hill, the the person who, as far as I know, is going back as early as possible, is the one who came up with the concept of this thing called the mastermind principle. 
Now, um, here's the thing. If, if you liked what you heard there, may, maybe the voice is a little bit, uh, you know, older fashioned than, than what you're used to hearing today. But um, if you like the, the, the message that's in that um, little audio clip there, that's only five minutes and 46 seconds. Uh, there are a lot of materials out there from Napoleon Hill, and I am a huge fan of much of what he taught, not everything. Um, in fact, I, I, you know, I'm I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, and and so I am a Christian, if you will. And and there are some things in there where he he attributes things to the universal consciousness and some other things. But you know, here's the deal. One of the things that I had found is. Uh, when something is true, then it's true. You know, regardless of who is sharing it, truth is truth. And and Napoleon Hill did devote his life or much of his life to studying the success of the most successful people in the world. And he put together all the things that accumulated all of that study of what caused them great success. And he shared those principles in a lot of materials that he's created. And in fact, um, I really enjoy Think and Grow Rich. There's another book that's probably even a little bit more controversial. It's called Outwitting the Devil. But uh, anyway, Napoleon Hill, huge fan of his his work. And if you haven't read anything from him, I certainly encourage you to check out Think and Grow Rich. Now, that was his definition. I, I don't even know if you can, if you want, you can go back and listen to what he said about a mastermind group and, and stuff. But here here's my own definition. Now, I don't have this written out in front of me. I'm just going to give you, if you were to ask me right now today, Cliff, what is a mastermind group? I would say it is a small group of people who have agreed to uh, meet together on a regular basis for the definite purpose of improving the lives of each and every individual within the group, for helping each of those other people take their goals and and, and accomplish them, to take their life to the next level. It, it is there for the purpose of helping others uh, taking your experiences, if you're in the mastermind group, it's taking your experiences, your network, it's your, um, uh, what is it, um, your your network, your influence, whatever you have, bringing all of yourself to the table in for the purpose of using what you have in life to help others in this group succeed. So it is all about, um, from your perspective or from my perspective, it's what can I give to the other people in this group? What do I have a value that I can give to these people? And the reality is, is we all have different experiences, all have different levels of influence, different connections, and and different ideas. And as a result of coming together, uh, collectively, we have a, a a much greater chance of solving most of the issues that we face in life. So a, a perfect example of this. Now, I'm not a huge movie buff or anything like that, but I'll never forget seeing the mastermind principle in effect in the movie Apollo 13. Now, this is the astronaut movie with Tom Hanks and stuff like that, and you got this situation with these guys. There's more people in this module than what it was designed to carry, and as a result of that, they were uh, going to possibly die as a result of carbon dioxide poisoning, and this is a true story. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this audio clip for you, and um, then I'll come back and I'll explain how this fits into the mastermind principle. So let me go ahead and play this audio clip for you. Gene, 
We have a situation brewing with the carbon dioxide. We had a CO2 filter problem on the lunar module. Five filters on the limb, which are meant for two guys for a day and a half. So I told the doctor. They're okay. already up to eight on the gauges. Anything over 15 and you get impaired judgment, blackouts, the beginnings of brain asphyxia. What about the scrubbers on the command module? They take square cartridges. The ones on the limb are round. <sighs> Tell me this isn't a government operation. This just isn't a contingency we've remotely looked at. Those CO2 levels are going to be getting toxic. Well, I suggest you gentlemen invent a way to put a square peg in a round hole. Rapidly. Okay, people, listen up. People upstairs handed us this one, and we got to come through. We got to find a way to make this fit into the hole for this, using nothing but that. Let's get it organized. Okay, okay, let's build a filter. Maybe get some coffee going too. All right, so what you just heard there, now if, you, if you've seen the movie, you, you probably can imagine what was going on there. But obviously, the, these are, for well, maybe not obvious, but the, these are two different scenes that you just heard. First is the guys discussing the problem. You know, these, you know they're, they're going to run out of oxygen. They're going to die because of the CO2 emission uh, or uh, gas. And... They, they're discussing the problem, and here's the deal. We have extra filters, but the the filters go into this square uh, connector, uh, whereas the extra filters are are round, or it could be reversed. It doesn't matter. But the idea is that they're they're setting up the problem. They, we have a we have filters, but we don't have a way of connecting them. And so then the second scene is where they've gathered a bunch of engineers and uh, they've put them in a room. And they, the, the guys brought in a box and, and displ- explained what the problem was. Uh, and they said, here's what we need you to do. All of the stuff that's in this box that we just threw on the table, these are the things available to us uh, or uh, to the guys up on, on the, in the module. What we have to do is find some way of using these things to make this round thing fit into this square, th- this square hole. Now... Do this now. Here's the deal: if you put all of, if you take that box and put it in a room with one engineer, it it may be impossible uh, for that person to come up with an idea of of how to use all these materials to make this work. But working collectively together, one guy says, "How about if we did this?" And the other guy might say, "Well, no, that doesn't work." But now that you've th- said that, what if we modify it by this? And then all of a sudden, all the, by the end of the scene. Uh, these guys have come together with a complete step-by-step guide on how to use the things that are available to them to make this, uh, you know, round peg fit into a square hole. So they they successfully um, had a mastermind group meeting, if you will. They had a, this meeting of the minds that came together and together were able to compl- accomplish plans for success more quickly than had any of them tried to and attempted to do it on their own, or if they could have even come up on it on their own is even questionable. So that, in my mind, is the greatest way of explaining what the, the value of these different minds, different experiences, different ways of thinking, um, and all of this stuff coming together. It's about bringing your resources to the table. So that's what a mastermind group is, all right? Now, what I want to do is I want to share with you uh, my experience of, of being in mastermind groups. So, the first one that I want to tell you about is, um, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and tell you about the most successful mastermind group that I've ever been a part of. 
And it actually started out by in being in a group that wasn't as successful. We'll, we'll call it the Media Makers Mastermind Group. This is the one that I started with my great friend Pat Flynn on October 8th, 2010. So I've been in a mastermind group ever since October of 2010 with my great friend Pat Flynn. Now, I had actually, re- Pat had reached out to me for some consulting when he was getting ready to launch Smart Passive Income, and we got to talking and stuff like that, and just after our consulting call, we just continued to to kind of talk, and, and I could see, you know, sense that he and I shared a lot of principles and values that were similar and stuff like that, and on a second call that we had, I, re- I said, you know, hey, Pat, I don't know if you've ever heard of this mastermind principle. I keep hearing all of my business advisors talk about it and, you know, read about it. Uh, I would love to know if you'd be interested in being a master in a mastermind group. Now, if I'm not mistaken, it's this is back in 2010. So uh, I believe Pat was already in another mastermind group, but he agreed to be in a mastermind group with me, and so it was the two of us. And then um, later that week, I had a consulting call with another gentleman. I'm not going to mention the other people's names because, well, they're, the group kind of ended. We ended up disbanding this group, but I had a consulting call with another gentleman. And I, I, I felt really w- good about that connection and the vibe that we had going there. And I asked him if he'd be interested in joining. And I went to Pat and said, do you mind if we bring in a third person? And so we did. And then, uh, you know, later, a couple weeks after that, um, this other friend of ours uh, asked if he could invite a friend. And it was a female, which, by the way, I, I, my very first mastermind group, we actually had male and female mixed together, which I've heard some people out there say that that really doesn't work well. Well, it actually does. It, it, it's not that big of a deal. So, and in fact, I've, I've got some other experience that where, where having male and female together was not an issue whatsoever. So, anyway... That's just a random side point there that, that's valuable for you to pick up if, if you are, are listening in for insights on successful mastermind groups. So within a couple of months of launching this very first mastermind group with Pat, uh, we ended up, we had a total of four individuals and things were going great. We met on a weekly basis. We were using my go-to meeting account for our weekly meetings. We were using a closed Facebook group to have conversations with one another in between our meetings. And uh, things were just going really wonderful. And then what we noticed is that over time, um, you know, there were issues with people's schedules and and some two of the other members of our group were, you know, oftentimes, you know, scheduling other calls and appointments and stuff like that during our meetings and, uh, and other opportunities came up that they said, hey, can we switch our call to another day of the week? Uh, which was always a real hassle, to be honest with you, to to switch these meetings up. But we we always tried to make the accommodation. And then what happened was eventually those me- meetings were starting to not jive with their schedule and, and stuff like that. And we're talking about on a consistent basis. And eventually, after two and a half years, it got to the place where sometimes we were only meeting once a month. And um, even then, those meetings were oftentimes, well, is this the best time for us? And there were only four of us in the group. But what we realized is that, you know, this this maybe isn't the 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 greatest commitment level that we could have to this group. And Pat and I got together. In fact, um, after two and a half years, on March 15th, 2013, we just we got together and said, you know what? The other two can't join us. Let's you and I get together and talk about the status of this group. And and I, I initiated that call and, and Pat was thinking the same thing. It's like, listen, this group really isn't working out uh, the way that it used to and, and the way that we had hoped. And 
And so what we decided is that we both very much wanted to continue, but we wanted to continue on a weekly basis. We wanted to have full in full on commitment from the other members of our group. We wanted we wanted this consistency in our life from the benefit and the value of this group. We wanted to receive that value, but we also wanted to give that value. It, it was it was a part of something that we had grown to look forward to and didn't like the fact that on a consistent basis, uh, we were let down by canceling meetings or moving scheduling days and, and stuff like that. So what we decided in Mar- on March 15th, 2013, Pat and I made the decision that we were going to disband. Now, Pat, you know, I invited Pat. Pat and I created this thing together. And so we together made the decision we were disbanding the Media Makers Mastermind Group. That's what we discussed during that mastermind call. And we decided that we would launch a brand new group. This brand new group, and we and we came up with the name the Green Room Mastermind. Now, actually, Pat's the one who suggested the the name Green Room Mastermind. And the idea was that Pat and I were both uh, really getting into public speaking, and a green room is the term for the room where you go and sit and to get ready to prepare to go up on stage to give your keynote address or whatever. Uh, to you know, to to be out there to you know share your message, and so the idea is that this this message or this group, this mastermind group, is the place where we come to prepare to take our message to the next level, to take our you know whatever to you know, it's it's the place where we come to to kind of rejuvenate, to to get energized, to get you know pumped up and excited to go out into the world and make things happen. So that's the whole idea of the name of the green room, and I th- I think it's a pretty cool thing to have a name for your mastermind group. Uh, personally, that is meaningful. Uh, so, uh, just again, another little side note there. But anyway, so we did, we made the decision, and we talked about what our new guidelines would be, and and what our expectation were for members, and and stuff like that. And we, you know, we wanted to be pretty strict. Uh, we we knew that we we didn't have these guidelines uh, in our and when we started in October of 2010. So we wanted to actually uh, beef things up just a bit and and make people commit to this. And here, well, not make people, but ask people to commit to this. And if they weren't willing to commit, we wouldn't feel, harbor any feel, ill feelings toward them. We understand that their priorities are in a different area. That doesn't mean our priorities are better. It's just that this is what we need and desire in our life. And we want to know, do other people agree that this group is that important to them? And we made, we made the decision uh, on March 15th that the first two people that we would invite to be a part of the green room mastermind would be the existing members or the the former members uh the other f- two former members of the media makers mastermind group and so we asked them to meet with us the next week and say listen guys we have to talk to you we want to we want to bring up this idea and and we shared with them what the expectations are for attendance and all the other things and at the end of that call, it was very, I mean, gosh, we had spent two and a half years together, right? So we're really good friends. Uh, but they just were not willing to make the commitment uh, at the level which we had set up for this new group. And they completely understood. Uh, we completely understood their, their, where they were coming from. And as a result of that, um, they did not come along with us to the new green room mastermind group and we we suspected that that would be the case because well this is why we took such a drastic measure so pat and i on march 15th we started the 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 green room mastermind group 
Now, from there, we invited some other members, and we actually made, you know, a, a, a list of expectations and, and what we hope people will commit to, and even how we plan for this thing to work out. We learned a lot of things uh, over the first two and a half years that we wish we would have done differently, and so that's what we implemented. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read kind of like the bylines of of what I had come up with with uh, talking with Pat uh, for our new green room. When we invited somebody new to the group, this is what they had to to go through and agree to uh, before they became members. And so I'm going to read this to you. You may want to go back and listen to it a couple times, and you may want to jot some things down because some of this you could use for your own personal mastermind group. But anyway, here's here's I'm going to read to you what they what they read. So here's the introduction to the green room mastermind. This mastermind group was created by Cliff Ravenscraft and Pat Flynn on Friday, March 15th, 2013. Prior to the launch of this group, Cliff and Pat had been in a mastermind group that they had formerly called the Media Makers Mastermind. That group was formed on October 8th, 2010 and was active through March 15th, 2013. Out of a desire to reboot slash refresh the focus of the mastermind group, Cliff and Pat made the decision to completely relaunch their mastermind group as a new mastermind with new guidelines based upon the things that they had learned during their two and a half years of experience with the Media Makers Mastermind group. The following are the guidelines that all new members of this group must commit to before accepting membership. And here's where you might want to start writing some things down. Again, you don't have to keep these exact things, but at least ideas for you to consider. Number one, this group will meet every Wednesday, weekly, at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time for 60 minutes. All right? Uh, And by the way, it's not 65 minutes and it's not 54 minutes. It's 60 minutes. Um, it, you know, and I'm, I'm, that's not written in here, but the idea is that, you know, this is a 60 minute call. Um, number two, commitment to the weekly meeting must be a top business priority for each member. That means when you have a big consulting gig coming up or something like that, uh, please do not, you know, uh, schedule that consulting call during our Wednesday at, at, at noon or I'm sorry, Wednesday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, If you have, uh, if you're going to plan a one-day event, try not to plan those events on a Wednesday, you know, or if you do, um, make sure that you realize that there are some other guidelines down below that, that are important for you to know. So, for example, here's number three, guideline number three. If you, if anyone misses more than two meetings in a row, they will be removed automatically, that's all in caps, by the way, uh, from the group's membership on the third absence. So basically, miss week one, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll give you that. Missed week two, oh, you know, that it's real tough. You missed the third week. On the third week, everybody in the group sends you a very nice uh, message saying, hey, it was nice to have you as a part of the group. We wish you continued success, unfortunately, Due to the guidelines in our group, you are now no longer a member of this group. You know, and so thankfully, uh, we have not had anyone who has uh, ha- who has been removed from the group. Everybody's maintained their commitment to our attendance policy. But again, anyone who misses more than two meetings in a w- in a row, they will be removed automatically from the group's membership on their third consecutive absence. Now, here's another rule. Uh, also. 
if a member were to consistently miss one meeting per month every month for three months in a row, they will be removed automatically on their first, fourth consecutive monthly absence. So if you only make it to three weekly meetings per month for four months in a row, on that fourth month, you're out. So, I mean, it, it's very clear we're, we're serious about that second commitment, which this is a top business priority for each of the members. All right. As you can see, you can understand why those other two members from the original group, they were hesitant to make such a lofty commitment to membership of this new group. Uh, and again, we, we hoped that they would, but we suspected that they wouldn't. But this is something that Pat and I were willing to commit to. And we wanted other people who were equally committed to this group. That was the whole idea. And then also we put another guideline on here. It says adding new members to the group will be agreed upon by Cliff and Pat. However, this uh, there is a suggestion. However, if there is a suggestion for a new member to be added to the group, all thoughts and feelings from existing members will be heard before the final decision is made. And then the final one is, it is our desire to limit the size of this group to no more than six members at any one time. Now, I will tell you, I believe that used to say five, and we now have six members. So I actually updated it to six. But uh, yeah, there you go. And let's just see who's in my group today. So it's myself and Pat. And then we brought in uh, Leslie Samuel. We brought in Mark Mason. And then we brought in Michael Stelzner. And then we brought in Ray Edwards. So that's the six of us. And all six of us have agreed and made a commitment to those things. We are all there on a weekly basis. Yes, there are times when somebody can't make it to the meeting. There are times when somebody has to schedule a business trip or a one-day event that can't be held any other time. But never do we ever have anybody who misses consistently consecutive back-to-back meetings, and we never have anyone in our group who is consistently made, missing one meeting per month, month after month. That is, we meet every single week. And there are times uh, when uh, we do cancel meetings, and those don't count towards attendance. Uh, but there are times when a lot of us are going to be out on, on uh, out of the meeting for this for similar reasons or a similar time period and and just every now and then like for example we might take christmas week off or uh some kind of thing but that's that's very few and far between let's see if there are 52 weeks out of the year i would say we probably meet at least at least 48 weeks out of the month out of the year and i would say i would go so far as to say probably closer to 50 on average so we very rarely ever cancel our meetings, but it is possible, uh, and it's not like any nobody ever misses a meeting because it does happen, but it doesn't happen in any uh, more frequently that than what is uh, in the original commitment here. So does that make sense? Hope so. That that's what we asked our our new members to commit to, and it has worked extremely well for us. Now what I want to do is I want to talk to you about the agenda for our green room mastermind we meet every wednesday for how many 60 minutes all right and so it's very clear what our goal is we want you to be on the call at on time most everybody is on the call almost every single time right at the time very very seldom is anybody one or two or three minutes late 
Um, and then um, we meet starting at 11.30 and from 11.30 to 11.40. So the first 10 minutes, every single person in the group is expected to share a win of the week. Something positive, something you're excited about, some milestone that you've reached, some kind of just really cool thing that you just want to share, that, that, that you've experienced over the last week. It can be personal, professional, doesn't matter, just some sort of win of the week. Starting the meeting on a positive note is so important and valuable, and just getting together. And, and this 10 minutes uh, is an opportunity for us all to kind of just touch base with what's going on. You know, what's going on? What's, what's, what great is going on in your life this week? And that's what, that's what that win of the week is for. All right. Then from 1140 to 1230, the last 50 minutes of the group, uh, the whole setup is made to be um, your hot seat. Now, if you've never heard of the hot seat, the hot seat is where it's the portion of the meeting where every single moment of that hot seat is all about you. If you're in the hot seat, it's all about helping you Take what you're doing to the next level. Do you have an obstacle that you're facing? Do you have a goal that you're trying to reach? Do you have a problem that needs to be solved? This is your chance to say, you know what? We've got this CO2 filter that's square and we need to put it into this round thing and here's what I have, but I have no idea how to do it. Guys, boom, help me out. You know, let's, let's, let's build a filter together. Uh, and and every week that one person is in the hot seat. Now I can tell you that you could have a hot you could have a meeting where you go for 90, 90 minutes and you could have two people in the hot seat for thirty minutes each, um, or you know you could have whatever you you could have more than one hot seat per meeting. <clears throat> what I have found with this group is that with six of us we're all in the we're all in the hot seat every six weeks. I think that is a perfect amount of time for us to to kind of build up and 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 take what we've gotten back from the feedback of others in our hot seat previous hot seat and to go and and take action on that and and to move forward come up with new obstacles or goals that we need help with and when 6 weeks comes around there's something new for us to to do or maybe some results of what you know, from the last advice and and what needs to happen next. So every six weeks, one person uh, is in the hot, you are in the hot seat because there's a limit to how many people are in a group. There are six of us. Now, um, let me talk about the format of the hot seat. So let's just say, you know, we've met for the first 10 minutes. Everybody shared their win of the week. Now let's just say I'm in the hot seat. And here are, here's here's what the format of that hot seat is like. First, I personally will share a shared resource with other people in the group. Now, this could be a book that I'm reading that's given me a lot of insight, encouragement, uh, helping me expand my mind further. It could be a technology tool that I'm using that's helping me be more productive. It could be, you know, it could be anything, some kind of shared resource, something that might be of value to other people in the group. Just And we're literally talking two minutes max. On, on sharing that resource. If people want to l- know more about that or ask you questions about it, um, if it goes beyond two minutes, then as the facilitator of the meeting, I would suggest that that, that conversation be continued offline so we can continue on with the hot seat. Now, the second thing that is uh, in the format of the hot seat is you want to immediately jump right into stating 
what your prior previous goal was the time you were in the hot seat last. So six weeks ago, you were in the hot seat and you said your goal was that you were going to do this, this, or this, or maybe it's just one thing. And your it, it basically what we want you to do is tell us what was that goal the last time you were in the hot seat and did you accomplish it? All right. The goal here isn't for us, and unless you, if you didn't accomplish it and you want that to be your hot seat discussion this week, uh, or this time around, then you can continue on. Otherwise, if you accomplished it, boom, yes, thank you guys so much. Now, here's what I want to talk about this week. And that's the next thing. Uh, After you've given us an update on the previous goal, the next thing you want to do is you want to discuss anything you want to talk about, whatever obstacle, problem you have, goal you have, what you want to succeed in, uh, how you want to accomplish something, anything. It literally can be anything you want to talk about. And you probably have a good 30 solid minutes here. And I recommend in a hot seat situation where if you're in the hot seat, that you only take up about three to five minutes of that max and let the rest of that time be, get, uh, be devoted to getting valuable feedback from the other members of your group. So uh, one of the things that I love about that Apollo 13, that clip was, I think, one minute and 17 seconds long. It's very clear. L- listen to this. Here, here's the problem, all right? So listen to this. I'm going to play this one more time. Gene, we have a situation brewing with the carbon dioxide. We had a CO2 filter problem on the lunar module. Five filters on a limb, which are meant for two guys for a day and a half. So I told the doctor. They're already up to eight on the gauges. Anything over 15 and you get impaired judgment, blackouts, the beginnings of brain asphyxia. What about the scrubbers on the command module? They take square cartridges. The ones on the limb are round. (laughs) Tell me this isn't a government operation. This just isn't a contingency we've remotely looked at. Those CO2 levels are going to be getting toxic. Well, I suggest you gentlemen invent a way to put a square peg in a round hole. There you go. That That is, okay, boom. That's our problem. Uh, and and by the way, that was like 50-some-odd seconds. So there you go. This is the problem. This is what I'm facing. Now, let me go to the next scene, which is where I dump out what I have on the table and say, guys, how can I help? How can I use what I have available to me to solve this issue that I have in my life? You know, and, and of course, that's when you let, I mean, you obviously don't want that scene in Apollo 13 where the guys who come in and they explain how, you know, all the reasons why the module, you know, why one of the modules has the square thing and the thing and what the problem is. You don't have to tell all of it. The idea is to be clear, concise, and 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 as, as brief as possible, just explain what it is you're trying to accomplish, what problem that you're facing, what obstacle are you butting up against, and and how can the group help you and then get out of the way and let the group help you that's that's what the whole idea is all right and then what basically as the facilitator of the meeting that's who I am and I'll talk a little bit more about the facilitator um but in, in, at least in the green room I'm the facilitator but anyway um the, as the facilitator once we get to let's just say it's about 2 minutes until the end of our meeting so where it's 12:28 and I look, it's like, okay, hey, it's time to set a goal. You're, you've gotten all this valuable feedback um, and, and things. So you're going to be in the hot seat again in six weeks from now. What is it that you want to commit to accomplishing between now and the next six weeks? So that is 
this that is the format. You, you share a shared resource. Get to, state what your previous goal was and quickly give an update on it. Then share whatever it is that you want to talk about uh, to get feedback on. Make sure that your brief let you know let them use as much possible time uh, that's available to give you that feedback. And then at the very end of your hot seat, share a goal. Now, there is one more guideline or commitment that we ask everyone in our group to commit to, and that is confidentiality. Uh, And basically, whatever is shared in this group stays in this group unless it's agreed upon by everyone otherwise. Failure to comply with this will result in automatic removal from the group. So we don't go around talking to others about the obstacles and goals and and all the other things that other people in our group are facing and, and sharing in the group. And and this confidentiality confidentiality is just as vital as the commitment to being consistent with your attendance and setting this as a priority. If you don't have confidentiality in your group, you're probably not going to have the type of group that will help you take things to the next level. Because to be honest with you, there are things that the members of the green room uh, mastermind group that has has shared that that you just don't want talked about publicly. You know, there there are all kinds of things we talk about things in business. Uh, we talk about things in our family life. We talk about things in our personal health and fitness. Um, just all kinds of things, and and we need the ability to talk about everything without feeling like anybody in the group's going to judge us. And certainly without feeling like anybody in the group would ever even think or consider sharing outside of the group. It, it's just not going to be, uh, it's just not going to happen. So we definitely have confidentiality. So that's the Green Room Mastermind. And I will tell you what, I am extremely, extremely blessed to be uh, a, a member of the the Green Room um the Green Room Mastermind. I'm, I'm actually looking at my notes here while I'm talking to you. It, it has radically changed my life. I, my life is consistently being taken to the next level as a result of this group with that originally started with myself and Pat Flynn and those two other members of the Media Makers Mastermind group. And by the way, that group existed for two and a half years before we disbanded. And I don't want you, anyone to, out there to think that that group as it was, was not uh, valuable. The, the the relationships I have with those other members that were a part of that group, they are extremely valuable to me. And and I l- launched so many valuable things um, to my audience. That uh, podcasting A to Z was launched out of that original group in March 2011. In fact, podcasting A to Z would not exist today if it was not for the Media Makers Mastermind group and the conversations. That we had uh, with those with with that those four original members of that group. In fact, learnhowtopodcast.com, my free tutorial uh, that has been viewed by tens of thousands, if not over a hundred thousand now. Um, it, I haven't checked on it in a while, but anyway, tens of thousands, like 60, 70, 80,000 people have gone through learnhowtopodcast.com. Thousands of people launching their podcast without ever having to pay me a penny, and that was a decision that was made after a lot of heated debate between myself and the other members of my mastermind group, that original group. So, you know, yes, eventually 
those other members decided that their, the weekly call was not something that they could continue to commit to. Their priorities had shifted. Again, nothing against that. And I just want to let you know that um, by my sharing all of that information, I just wanted to share with you the reality of the experience that I've had with that original group and how it led to the guidelines that Pat and I created for the green room. But certainly, I wanted to let you know that that I I value those two and a half years of experience spent with the original four members of the original group, the Media Makers Mastermind Group. And I can tell you um, the, the effectiveness of the mastermind group since in implementing uh, the you know re- the relaunch of the mastermind group as the green room with those new guidelines radically propelled the value of this group uh, into the stratosphere. I mean, it's just amazing the value that, that comes out of it now consistently and how much everyone looks forward to those meetings. I never have a time where I'm like, oh, I gotta do a mastermind call. Never do I have those feelings. All right, so let's see here. We talked about what is a mastermind group. I shared with you the Apollo clip twice now. Uh, My personal experience, uh, I talked about the Media Maker Mastermind Group. Now let me talk about, uh, let's see here. I wanna talk about another mastermind group that I was invited to be a part of. And I'm not gonna share, I'm just gonna share some generals on this because it it ended up disbanding as well. Uh, So I was invited to be a part of a group that met once per month via the telephone and um, that call, that group, I think, if I'm not mistaken, had anywhere between eight to 12 people in it. I can't remember the exact number, but it had way too many people in it Um, and, and for a call once a month and I think the call was 90 minutes and every call um, the the program was everybody had five or ten minutes to share, and it was once a month. And I didn't know anybody. Well, I I knew about three people in the group, and I didn't know a lot of the other people. And there wasn't enough for me to really build an establish a relationship with those guys. Now, this group was also designed to meet in person, face to face, twice a year. Now, um, I did a, I did travel to go to see those people face to face. Uh, the one issue was that I don't think there was ever a time when every single member of that group was face-to-face, and I think we had either three or four face-to-face meetings. And uh, Now, I will tell you that the face-to-face meetings that we had, the first one, it was kind of awkward. It's kind of like, even though we had been talking on the phone once a month for several months, uh, it was kind of like we were just still getting to know each other. Uh, and that's not true for everybody. I mean, the facilitator of the group had a relationship with everyone. Otherwise, you know, he wouldn't have invited everyone to be a part of the group. But, you know, the, it was still for me, it was, I, I didn't feel connected. And it wasn't until the third, sec, it was actually the second time I started to feel a little bit of a connection, uh, the second face-to-face. And the third time we had a face-to-face connection uh, meeting, I, I really, at the end of that day, I'm like, wow, this, I really starting to, to, feel like I have a semblance of a relationship. But it's, it's a relationship we were still only seeing each other twice a year. And the, the, eventually, the, we, had, we had all agreed that we had a conversation. We had all agreed that just meeting once a month where each of us had a few minutes to talk uh, for 90 minutes was not really working. Um, and the reality was is nobody was really interested in committing to another weekly call. 
And if I was invited to that to that group initially and the idea was a weekly call, I wouldn't have agreed to it because, well, I don't have time for another weekly call. My priority is the green room. Um, and so uh, not that I didn't think that it would be valuable. It's just it would just be more than what I would be willing to commit to personally. And I think it would have been extremely valuable if anybody else would have met weekly. But I still think there was too many members of that group. I, I really think that six is for me that that's that's the most I would want in a mastermind group um, I and and I, I have some other experience I'm going to talk about but eventually that that group completely disbanded um, we, we we actually decided to do away with our once a month calls and just meet twice a year and eventually the twice you know the, just the number of people who weren't going to be able to make it because of this or that um, rescheduling and and all the good stuff um, it, it just it just became obvious that this really we weren't having this mastermind experience where we felt like everybody was deeply committed to the success of everyone else in the group and no nothing against any of the individuals there it just it just didn't work out and the facilitator of that group ended ended up uh, making the decision to disband the group and and uh, we're all still friends and and have relationships uh, that, you know that had been taken to the level that they were at and I'm I'm grateful for those and I and I had a lot of value uh, when it comes to the things that um, the things that I did get out of the the one day mastermind events that I had with those people those in person face to face in fact two things came out of that group so again if you will this this was a failed you know mastermind group for me it was one that quote unquote was disbanded that didn't last or whatever um but here's the thing i have actually there are three things i will tell you i have a, a very a very much a deeper relationship with several individuals who were in that group that i did not have that type of relationship with before which i'm in, eternally grateful for number 2 uh, the new tagline. This podcast used to open up saying, "Hey, everybody! This is Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. This is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your podcast to the next level." It doesn't matter if you're brand new to this podcasting world or if you've been creating podcasts for many years. There's something we can all do to take every to take our podcast to the next level. That's what it used to be. But this podcast is not about a podcast. It's not just about podcasting anymore. And so it was that group where somebody actually suggests, I, I told them one of my my mastermind meeting or my hot seat for the day was I want to talk about my branding, my messaging about what my show is. And that's where the exact word for word, this, is, this podcast is devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That phrase came out of a hot seat uh, thing and then of course I modified the rest of it. You know whether you've been creating online content for many years because my target audience are content creators. You know I would imagine that not every one of you is a podcaster, but some of you, but you are creating content for the internet, even if it's just social media updates. You're content creators, and there's something we can all do. And it's not just about taking our podcast to the next level. It's about taking our message into the world. It's about if you have a business, and I very much do target business people because business people have funds that they allot to improve their business, and those are the people who oftentimes want to learn how to do a podcast right, and they sign up for my podcasting A to Z course, by the way, over at podcastingatoz.com. You can sign up for my May 25th course uh, that's getting ready to launch. But anyway, uh, yeah. So, and then uh, what was the third thing? Did I say the third thing? Uh, oh, oh, my one-day business masterminds. 
uh, came as a result of those one-day events. I'll never forget the one gentleman that, that was the facilitator says, hey, you know that what we've done here? Just want to let you guys know, I've, I've actually done uh, days like this where exactly what we've done today, I've had people pay $1,000 to attend and they got tons of value out of it. And I'm like, I wonder if I could do that. And he said, you certainly could do that. And you know what? I went and I did it. I've done it twice now. And it was extremely successful. The people who, and, and that takes me to my other experience with masterminds. I've done one day mastermind events. This is, a, I called them the next level one day business mastermind. And the idea here was this isn't going to be a small group of people who meet on a weekly basis. Instead, this is going to be a small group of people who meet for an entire day who are willing to travel to be face-to-face, and I personally uh, made it a point that I made sure that each of the people who did uh, apply to attend that event had reached a certain level to where they would be able to bring value to the other members who were also going to attend that event. Each member also paid $1,000 to be a part of that event, and both times that I did it, it was a massive success, and the the whole, whole way that we did this. Now, uh, if it, let me just tell you, if I do a third, if I do another next level one day business mastermind, which I will do uh, eventually, uh, if I do it, here is the preferred format. This is what would happen: uh, the night before that meeting starts, I would ask everyone to commit to coming to dinner or to coming in town the night before, because we're going to start at eight o'clock in the morning the next morning. All right. Now, what I, what we would do is I would take everyone out to dinner the night before, and we would actually use that time to introduce ourselves to one another and, and get to know each other on a personal level, and uh, I would use this method of a, one con- a single conversation throughout the entire meal, and again, I would, I would definitely limit this group to no more than eight people probably. Um, that, that, that's about, about where I would... I would put it about eight people. Ten would be really pushing it. I've had six and and seven, and so I, I really think that eight's probably the limit. And and six is actually a perfect number. Right? It really is. So, um, but anyway, I would we would have that time together, and then the next morning, what I would do is I would then take some time and personally share some personal resources, some things that I use in my business that are extremely valuable, productivity tips, tools, and stuff like that, and I would take some time to kind of share that with the group. And then what I would do is give each person, depending on how much time we have and how many people there are, um, let's just say, you know, there are six people, uh, each person hopefully would get about 30 to 40 minutes in a hot seat. And everybody, and basically what I just told you about our personal weekly mastermind group in the hot seat, well, everybody does that in their hot seat there. So they course they're not going to share what their goal was before but they immediately start off with a quick explanation of what their you know problem is that they're trying to solve what obstacle they're facing what what goal they're trying to achieve and then everybody pours in other insights and ideas and the great thing is that everybody's coming from a different background has different experiences has different ideas and it is insanely valuable the 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 th- the life change that happens as a result of, that has happened as a result of those meetings is just out of this world and and most of those people had never experienced a mastermind uh, group before in their life 
And my goal is for those people, not those people to have a mastermind group with each other, but for each of those people to actually take the principles of the mastermind and go and create their own mastermind group and and to, and to have that be a part of their regular ongoing life. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's been insanely successful and, and I, and I loved it and I will continue to do more of those in the future. If you're ever interested in a next level one day business mastermind and you'd want to be put on a waiting list for that, you can email me cliff at podcastanswerman.com. All right. Um, so that's that experience. And then of course I also had this organization called the podcast mastermind. Now, when it comes to the podcast mastermind, I am not going to give you a full breakdown of my entire experience there because we're already running this episode very long. And also, if you're interested in learning about all of my experience in the podcast mastermind, you know, why I launched it, what the original plan was, what actually ended up happening, how it was successful, but at the same time, why there are so many things that I wish I would have done differently, and why I ultimately decided to shut down the podcast mastermind, even though it generated over $57,000 for me in 2013. You can listen to episode number 344 of Podcast Answer Man. Again, that episode is 100% devoted to my experience with the Podcast Mastermind, and I share a lot in that episode. So if you want that backstory, I highly encourage you to check out podcastanswerman.com slash 344, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes over at podcastanswerman.com. Dot com episode number 400. So uh, let me go ahead and just wrap things up here by sharing a few other things with you. First, my thoughts on paid mastermind groups. A friend of mine recently said, Cliff, thank you for the suggestion of mastermind group, but uh, I, I've pretty much given up because of one of two reasons. Number one, it became too costly, and number two, they, the other ones that I were a part, of, a part of ended up breaking up or disbanding. Well, first of all, I've already told you of a couple groups that I've been a part of that have disbanded. Number one, uh, the Media Makers Mastermind Group, Pat and I decided to disband it, uh, but I still had tons of value that came out of that experience of two and a half years, and I realize yours might be, you know, six weeks or even less, uh, but don't give up just because a group is disbanded. Um, The other thing I told you about, the, the one that met once a month by phone and eventually shut that down but only met twice a year in person, that disbanded. But amazing things were accomplished as a result of the time I did spend in those meetings. And of course, I shared with you how you could possibly make groups not disband by... Uh, being a part of a, a group that has very clear guidelines to it, like the guidelines I shared about the green room. You can re- rewind and listen to those guidelines all over again. Uh, and the other thing is, as far as paying for a group, you don't have to pay to be in a group. Did people pay to be a part of the podcast mastermind groups that I had? Yes. Did they have to do, Did they have to pay to be a part of my group if they wanted to be in a mastermind group? No, they could have done it on their own. And I believe there are some benefits to paying for a mastermind group, but only if those benefits are clearly communicated to you and the the value that you get out of it is way, way uh, above and beyond what you're paying for it. And so when somebody says to me, hey, I was a part of the paid mastermind group and it it was getting too costly, then that means there wasn't much value there and it makes sense for you to no longer participate. And uh, so yeah, that's just as clear as it can be, but you don't have to pay to be in a mastermind group, but I am not opposed to 
uh, people paying to be in a mastermind group. I'm familiar with several of my friends who have paid mastermind groups. I, I know uh, my friend Dan Miller is doing a large uh, version of a mastermind group that people are paying for. I know Michael Hyatt, my friend, is having, he's got a very high-end, high-cost, high-dollar figure mastermind group. I know that Ray Edwards, my friend, has a uh, a high-dollar group, and I may have one in the future again as well. I don't know. Again, I'm not against paid mastermind groups, and I think that they can be extremely valuable. Uh, I will probably be doing more paid one-day mastermind events. Uh, so, so I, again, I'm not a, opposed to paying for them, but I just want people to understand you don't have to pay to be in a mastermind group. It's not requirement. In fact, you can start your own. And in fact, I want to share with you by ending this episode on thoughts about starting your own mastermind group. And by the way, uh, in the event that I may create a paid mastermind group in the future, it's okay to be a part of a group that's not paid and still participate in a paid mastermind group. And I'm not just saying that so that you might consider mine in the future if you do end up starting your own. I'm just saying that all options are on the table for you. It, it, there's there's so much value in getting together with other people who can help propel your life, your success to a whole new level. So anyway, but let's just focus right here at the end of this 400th episode of Podcast Answer Man on my thoughts on giving you advice for starting your own mastermind. So the first question that I have for you is, should you meet in person or meet online or have be a virtual meeting? Uh, so physically meeting in person, I personally stay away from those uh, meetings unless they are a very low bar of commitment. Like meeting twice a year face-to-face was not too bad, uh, but that's still a lot. Uh, certainly my one-day business mastermind events, well, that's just one day, and there's no recurring. It's, I'm going to go there, I'm going to ha- I'm gonna have an intense one-day business mastermind event, That those I can see. But having regular physical face-to-face meetings, I know my friend Pat Flynn has one in, in San Diego and stuff like that. My only thing is, is that I, I personally want to be a part of a group where I don't have to drive to it and stuff like that there and at the on the other side of it there's a ton of value there's a, a deeper connection when there is that face-to-face meeting and uh, so there's two sides of that coin should you meet per, in person or virtually there are benefits to doing both uh, I think the benefit meeting in physically person person helps you take relationships to a much uh, deeper level especially if these are brand new people that you're not all that familiar with yet at the same time, though, um, you know that you know rescheduling and and you know travel and all this other stuff. All you know, tr- whether you're stuck in traffic, are people going to be there on time? There's a lot more things that could cause the meeting to be delayed or not happen. Uh, that that you know, it, it it it's it's just a little bit more than I personally want to be a part of um, as far as a mastermind group meeting physically. Uh, if there is a you know, ongoing commitment to doing this consistently over and over again. I want I want my meetings to be as easy to fit into my schedule as possible. In fact, there are many times where I can be on a road trip and so I'm traveling to Tennessee or to Columbus or driving somewhere and I can still be on the phone and call into my mastermind group. I love that. I love that people have called into my mastermind group while walking their uh, dog or <laughs> while they're actually um, uh, at an airport waiting to get on a plane. Uh, so, meeting virtually has those effects. Now, if you're going to meet virtually online, 
I do recommend that you meet uh, on a weekly basis. Um, and I do recommend also that you uh, only invite people that you feel a deep connection with. It doesn't mean that you have to have a, a really close personal relationship with them right now. The goal is that you would develop a very close personal relationship with them over a very short period of time. Over the course of a couple months, you should be very close personal friends with everybody in your group. Um, but the idea is, is you want to make sure that um, if you're meeting virtually, it's it's hard to just meet a stranger and and to get to know them. It, it it's possible, but usually you know you're better off um, you know inviting some people that you at least have some semblance of I'm connected to. In fact, we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment, but uh, who is the facilitator of your group going to be? I believe, I'm a firm believer that every mastermind group needs a leader. I've heard about people where they say that the person who facilitates the group gets rotated and stuff like that. I, I, I'm sure it works for some people. My own personal experience in all the groups that I've ever been a part of where either I was the facilitator or someone else was the facilitator, knowing that there's one person in charge of you know, saying, yes, this meeting is canceled. No, this meeting is not canceled. Yes, we're rescheduling to this day. We're not rescheduling to this day. Yes, uh, it, you know, it, it's important for me to decide when it's time to, to end this call, when it's time to switch from wins of the week and let's get right into um, the hot seat. We don't want to take up this person's valuable time. Uh, you need, I, I personally believe somebody needs to be the facilitator and that person needs to be the same person the whole time. That's my own personal recommendation. Uh, so, and, and that could be you. You could invite one other person and suggest that that person be the facilitator. But have that, whoever that person be, I would make sure that you have one person who is known as the leader or facilitator of the group. This isn't a power play. Uh, this doesn't make you, you know, uh, the the highest, you know, the highest priority member in the group or anything like that. It just means you're taking on the responsibility of scheduling reminders, sending out reminders, uh, making sure that the meeting um, is, it, if it's face to face, it's making sure you've reserved a room for us to meet, uh, or if it's online, making sure that you've set up the call or whatever the conference call or whatever it is that you're using to facilitate the call. But having a leader who's responsible for attendance and and all of that stuff is very important. So who's gonna be your facilitator? And um, if you're starting the group, chances are it could be you, all right? Uh, I highly do, I highly recommend that you do invitation only. Uh, One of the things that I've seen many times, and I think it's the worst thing you could possibly do, is to go into a group, a Facebook group where there's a bunch of like-minded people in your niche or in your industry or whatever, and say, hey guys, I was thinking about starting a mastermind group. Would anybody like to join me? That is a horrible way to start a mastermind group and almost almost guaranteed for failure. Uh, so I, I highly recommend that you do not do that and instead make sure that you know the person that you're inviting that you would desperately want them to be a part of your regular life. Uh, so, you know, do these people share your worldview? Um, and, and not that they have to share your worldview, um, it, but, but, you know, is there going to be such a conflict that this is not going to be beneficial? You know what I'm saying? Do you get along well? Do you jive together? Um, Again, you're not looking to get people who are just like you, who think just like you. That's not important. Matter of fact, that is all I recommend against that. 
You don't want to get into a group where people are just going to be an echo chamber and tell you how great you are and and who all think the same thing you do. You, you want to have some people in there who have different experience, different worldviews of, of business and 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 success and money and all this other stuff so you can actually hear from other people's experiences and and their and their own um their their own perspective but the important thing is is that you know who you're inviting so that you don't just get somebody who all of a sudden you turn it turns out that the person that that you've agreed to bring into your group has a lot of let's just say a lot of issues with negativity or you know they they're just constantly talking about how sad their life is and how they can't achieve anything and and they play the victim all the time. You, you, it's important. In fact, when you're in, who should you invite? I would encourage you to invite people who have a positive mindset, who are goal-oriented, people who are achieving some area of success already. Um, looking for people who, and, and I think Pat in his session on mastermind groups in San Diego recently, he says you, people who are one or two stages in front or behind of you, behind you in, in the area of success in whatever area it's related to. So is your group a mastermind group of podcasters? Is it a mastermind group of entrepreneurs? Is it a mastermind group of, uh, you know, small business owners of, uh, of, you know, dry cleaners? I don't know. Uh, whatever the case may be, um, you want somebody. You want somebody who isn't so far behind you that everybody in the group's always trying to 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 get this person to to take lift and to to take flight for the first time. Uh, you want people who have had some experiences of some success and some failures, and they've learned from some things, and and that's where you are now. If you're at the very beginning for yourself then yeah, you want to have some other people who are also right where you are, but you want a couple people who have achieved some area of success beyond where you are. It's going to be difficult if you're just getting started out. It's going to be difficult for you to get somebody who is you know, where you want to be 10 years from now. Chances are those people aren't going to want to be in a group of people who are just starting out. It's just the reality of things. They need to have value given to them as well. And it's not like you don't have anything of value to offer. Sometimes there have been times when I see people who are relatively new who give an insight. It's like, oh, wow, they're they're definitely not tainted by the overall experience of of all of this. And that's a fresh, new uh, uh, perspective that I hadn't thought of. But overall, they need to be able to have something of value to offer so that when that person who is where you want to be 10 years from now, when they're in the hot seat, it's important for you as the facilitator of your group that you're bringing in people uh, in that group that are also going to benefit that person. And if overall the value that you bring to that person, even if it's not a paid mastermind, the question, every every mastermind's paid in a way because we're all paying with it with our time, right? Our commitment to be there at those meetings. So, it's, it's important that you get people who are close to where you are and you have a couple people who are a little bit further down the road and hopefully those people who are a little bit further down the road of where you want to go, it's, it's hopeful that you and a couple other people who may not be that far down that road are further down on a different road that they need to travel down as well. Does that make sense? It, it's important that everybody has the opportunity to bring value to everyone else in the group. So only invite people who you know will fill those responsibilities well. All right? How many people should you invite into your group? This is open for debate. Um, I've seen large 
mastermind groups that are way too large. I've seen uh, groups that are, you know, I, I've had a group where it's just myself and Pat. And I, I can tell you right now, you can have a wonderful mastermind group with just two people. Yourself and one other person can be great. And there, and by the way, if you're just starting out your very first group, I encourage you to start it with one person and meet for a couple weeks and don't even feel the obligation to add a third person right away. And when you do add a third person, decide together how you're going to add and approve that third person and then and let that grow for a while. Uh, but don't feel like you need to start with five or six people right out of the gate. And certainly, I would recommend that you probably stay around six to eight people. And and for me personally, I tell you, um, we, we just bumped up our limit from five to six. And six is working out extremely well for us. But I can tell you right now... Um, you know, that's that's as much as I want in the green room, uh, and and everyone else in the green room green room is one hundred percent in in agreement. We're so glad that we added Ray Edwards as our sixth uh, person to our our green room mastermind, and we're absolutely certain that uh, regardless of who else would want to come in, that the size of our group at six people is the perfect size for our group as far as the maximum benefit for all people involved. All right. Uh, so let's see here. Attendance policy is critical. Um, I I think consistency is key. Uh, again, setting the attendance policy where people know that this is a top priority, that, that missing is not going to be tolerated on a consistent basis. Uh, you don't have to be as, 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 uh, as, uh, demanding, I guess, with your attendance as, as Pat and I were when we wrote our new guidelines. But we wanted people to know how serious we were with to the group's meetings and we only wanted people who were that serious as well. Um, again, uh, you want to think about the idea of, of ahead of time of how you will disband the group if it's just you and one other person if it's not working out. Uh, or what if it's you and one other person and then you bring in a third person and that person isn't working out. Think ahead of time. Discuss ahead of time. Create guidelines of how you would remove somebody if for some reason they're not adding value to the group. And trust me, that can happen. All right? And then confidentiality. Everyone must agree to confidentiality. Uh, these calls, uh, every now and then for the green room, uh, somebody will miss and will record the call, but it's important that those recordings are not used for anything other than the person who missed the call to listen to them and then provide per value, valuable feedback to the person who happened to have been in the hot seat that week when they missed, all right? But, but those recordings um, are not to be shared with anyone outside of that group. Uh, and and most of, if we're all in attendance, which we all are most of the time in the green room, um, then we don't record the call. The call is not recorded. It is there for live conversation only. So confidentiality is critical. Explanation of the hot seat. Make sure you let people know what your hot seat's going to look like. And again, I gave you my example from my group. You can go back and listen to it again if you want. Um, and a couple things. When people are in the hot seat, one one thing you want to do is you want to make sure that you're not providing pat answers, like saying, you know, just like, oh, just do this and it'll be fine. You know, give something valuable. Give give some valuable feedback. It's like, oh, I tried that. It didn't work. You know, don't, don't even bother. You know, don't tell somebody 
not to do something just because it didn't work for you. Explain your experience and why it didn't work out for you and always let them make the decision on whether or not they're going to pursue or not pursue whatever it is they said that they were gonna pursue. So don't immediately just give these quick answers and and immediately shrug off or dismiss somebody's goals or ideas or, or what they want to pursue. And another thing is, is when you're in the hot seat and somebody offers a suggestion to you, make sure to not be immediately dismissive of their advice. You know, it's like, oh, thanks, but here's why I'm not going to listen to what you have to say. And I will tell you that even I struggle with this. I see other members in my group. We sometimes struggle with this. It's like, yeah, but this is why that's not going to work. It's, sometimes it's important to say, thank you for that valuable feedback. Um, you know, I I have experienced some things in the past, but and and what you're saying doesn't jive with what my experience has been but I'm going to consider what you had to say further. Or sometimes you have to say it out loud. Sometimes you just say it in your mind and you move forward and you hear, you, you allow people to provide the feedback even if immediately it may not sound like something that that is going to be something that you'll pursue or, or whatever. But it's important just to hear the perspective of other people in your group. So don't immediately dismiss the suggestion of others. All right, be a gracious giver of valuable insight, and be a gracious receiver of, of valuable insight from other members in your group. And that, my friends, is, is what I wanted to share with you in this 400th episode of the Podcast Mastermind. I wanted to share something that's gonna help you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level and several levels beyond consistently, week after week, month after month, year after year. That's exactly what Mastermind Group Participation has done for me, and I pray that it will do it for you as well. And with that, my friends, I'm going to wrap things up here just by reminding you that my next session of podcasting A to Z is coming up on May 25th, and uh, to give myself just a chance to drink a glass of water here, I am going to play this promo for you. Are you thinking of launching your own podcast and don't know where to start? You could have your own high-quality podcast online in just under four weeks, even if you have absolutely no technical knowledge about how podcasting works. Intrigued? 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 Since 2006, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man, has trained thousands of people on how to launch a successful podcast. Cliff has coached top-ranked podcasters such as Pat Flynn, Michael Hyatt, Michael Stelzner, Dan Miller, John Lee Dumas, and the list goes on. Podcasting A to Z is a four-week group training course that leads you step-by-step through the setup of your very own podcast. Not just the technical side, but also the mindset that goes into creating a successful show as well. One thing is At the end of four weeks, you will have experienced one of the best investments you can make in taking your message to the next level. To learn more details about the course, head to podcastinga2z.com. Podcastinga2z.com. That's right, my friends. May 25th. I hope that you'll be there. And until next time, thank you for tuning in to 400 episodes of Podcast Answer Man. And I hope that you'll take everything you do to the next level. Podcast. It's a man.